Hello, Hello tea sippers. I'm Steph. And I'm Tamar. Welcome to Au Pair Tea. Where we spill all the tea on Au Pair Life. So sit back with your best cuppa and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Episode two. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the first episode with a little bit of a kind of introduction to us and the differences between or pairing and nannying. We are not yeah. nannies. <laughs> We're not yeah, definitely, definitely go and check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, please do. Um, but thank you for your support so far. We've had some really lovely messages, just putting that in there. Yeah. Um, so today, episode two, we are doing Operation Finding the Perfect Host Family. Yes. Uh, this is one of the most exciting parts of the entire process where you get to look at families' profiles and kind of suss them out and interview them and stuff. So Steph and I are going to be talking a little bit about our matching experience because uh, we've, we've both been through the ringer with the application and all of this. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about our host families and why we kind of made the decision to match with them. Um, and then we're going to go through a couple of like tips and tricks that we've picked up along the way. A bit of advice for people because we know that it's probably the most stressful part of the entire process is actually sitting yeah. down thinking, oh my gosh, I've got three amazing families. Who the heck do I choose? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's kick off with a little bit about our matching experiences. So Steph, kind of walk us through a little bit what happened when you entered the, the matching pool after you were accepted. Uh, so I actually entered matching on New Year's Day, which is the best time to enter matching, I think, because it's like the start of a new year. You're always going to remember that day. It's a great time. And I personally, and just to stress, the matching process is different for everybody in regards to how quickly you get connections through and how quickly you match. But um, my first connection came through like an hour after I went into matching. (laughs) And then I had a connection request near enough every day. I think I did have one every day, maybe sometimes two a day. And so I had to decline a few because we were only allowed three host family connections at a time mm-hmm. so I did have to decline some which is really difficult mm-hmm. and we will talk about that a bit more in a bit but I tried to chat to as many as I possibly could because you can't really gauge a family properly without having a video call with them but if you do read through their profile and you think okay I really don't think this is going to be a good match for me then it's okay to decline mm-hmm. uh, my actual host family were the second family to connect with me and the second family I had a video call with. And in the final decision, it was actually between the first host family that contacted me and my host family now, who was the second family. And it was really difficult because they were both so different and they were both sort of providing different things and they were both a completely different dynamic. But I loved them both very much. But at the end of the day, I um, got on with my host mum so well and I loved the kids and my host family so much that it just, um, yeah, they just pushed it over a little bit more than the other family for me. Um, The other family were Jewish, which is fine. Um, I was so open (laughs) to obviously experiencing that and learning about that culture. But I was also worried about doing something wrong and being a bit on edge Mm. having that around and not being kind of 
educated on it enough if you know what I mean so that's kind of the re- one of the reasons yeah it's not yeah. that I was against it it was just very new to me and I didn't want to do something wrong or anything because they were on obviously the, the the special diet and yeah it was just a lot so yeah. after my first au pair time I decided against it but they were an amazing family and whoever is their au pair now is very very lucky mm-hmm. oh but yeah, what about you? Let's hear about your matching because you've done it twice now, haven't you? Oh my gosh, yeah. So after the whole debacle of last year uh, with, you know, medical treatments and things, I finally ended up back in the matching pool um, in the beginning of March this year. Um, very, very early. I think I entered the pool and then had made the final match within five days. And this one was a lot harder this time around. I felt quite cocky going into it this time because I was like, yeah, I've done this before. I know exactly what to look for. I know who I want. And then this was just, I remember crying down the phone to my best friend going, I honestly don't know how to choose. This is really, really difficult because I think you you start, just start making tiny little bonds with these people because you, you start imagining your life with these people for like a year yeah. or two. And so you feel so like, it's so tearing and it, it breaks your heart and you don't want to disappoint them, even though they know that this could happen. You could decide, no, thank you. You know, you're great, but you're not for me. You still want to please both families. Yeah. So for me, I spoke to, I spoke to quite a lot of families and like you, I got a lot of requests very, very quickly. Um, a lot of them I would wake up to in the morning because obviously yeah. I have time differences and stuff. Um, so there were two or three families that I spoke to throughout the process where I was like, like I read the profile and straight away I was like, it's not going to work for me. Because um, on one hand, I agree you should be as open as possible. But on the other hand, there are certain things that are not necessarily red flags, but things that you think, Do you know what, it's just not for me. And I think that's fine. And I think people stress themselves by taking on too many kind of requests and thinking about it too much. If there's a, something yeah. in the profile that puts you off think about it but if it's not right it's not right so for me I whittled it down to two families which was obviously my host family now in North Carolina and an amazing family um in Chicago in in the city in the center of Chicago which is just a dream of my like I would love to go there and so I spoke to the parents and they were honestly they're called Johnny and Michelle and they are such amazing people they're quite young they're in like their early 30s um and you know me and like we both have the exact same interests like the same Netflix things we both love um the theaters we love doing everything the only thing for me and it literally came down to one thing is that Michelle when I spoke to them was pregnant and she only had the baby in May of this year um so when I spoke to them there wasn't even a child to talk about and it was their first child as well um so when I got there the baby would have been about well I was supposed to be there the baby would have been about three months old or something um so when I kind of was talking to my best friend about it and I spoke to my dad as well and I spoke to my coordinator I spoke to everybody about it like what am I doing um I kind of weighed up the families and in the end the the reason I didn't choose the the family in Chicago is because I felt like I would be incredibly lonely just looking after a three-month-old baby all day every day and then I I felt like I would also feel a little bit like an intruder kind of because on an I I just kept having visions of myself sitting in the front room feeling really awkward on a night when the parents were home and there was nothing for me to do I was like I didn't want to feel like a drag 
Um, so they're lovely people. And when I told them, they sent me lovely emails. Absolutely broke my heart. Um, and yeah, so it was difficult. But then I obviously went and chose my host family that I have now, who I try to say that there's no, per- like that nobody's perfect. Right? I agree. Nobody is perfect. I was so I tried to pick the right family for me, not the perfect yeah. family. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just the way I got on with them. They're so easy. My whole family now, and the kids are amazing. And I just yeah. I love them already. That's a good point you made there, though, that you're choosing the right family for you, not the perfect family for you. Because yeah, we call this episode "Find the Perfect Host Family," mm. but everybody is perceptions of perfect are completely different and unique to themselves so it's about finding somebody that you're comfortable with and that fits in with you and you fit in with them rather than them being perfect as in oh they've got a massive house with a pool and an amazing lifestyle yeah. it's about mm. getting on with them and actually connecting with them yeah so that's what we mean by the perfect host family someone that's mm-hmm. right for you yeah absolutely nail on the head there Steph yeah (laughs) so um what we're going to start talking about is having an idea of what you're looking for before you go into matching and by that we mean kind of knowing your preferences and your like not not desires but you know just having an idea of the kind of family you want to go into Mm -hmm. yeah I think also thinking about the relationship you want because I think that's Mm -hmm. really important like some people like Steph and I both want to be, you know, part of a family and we want to feel really welcome. We want to feel included and we want to do everything with them and kind of have the freedom and things like that. Um, but there's actually, I know an au pair who has a very kind of strict business-like approach with it. Like as soon as it's five o'clock, she's off and that's it. And mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't hang out with them in her, in her spare time. And that's the way the family wanted it as well. The family... They're not horrible people at all. It's just, I think, yeah. personalities. They just prefer yeah. business approach and it's very strict and it's very structured because they leave, they have incredibly busy, busy jobs. Like one of the one of the um, parents is like a super high profile lawyer or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think ha- knowing the relationship you want. And that was a question that I asked in my interview. I was like, what relationship do you envision us having? Yeah, sort of like too. big sister kind of approach. Yeah. There was a few families that I read their profile through and they were very strict and they had a lot of rules and it was very precise. And that's kind of not what I was looking for personally. But some people, you know, some au pairs like to have a lot of rules in place so they know what they're doing, when they're doing it, and they can follow the book. (laughs) So, um, yeah, some people like more structure with the rules. Some people like it a bit more flexible and a bit closer with the family than just a employee and employer yeah and as well as that that kind of links on to how much time do you want to spend with your host family in your spare time so um a lot of the times you will have the option whether you want to go on holiday with the family or not like usually mm-hmm. from the majority they'll kind of say you're welcome to come with us if you want to um i know some of us would just prefer to be like oh i'll stay at the house if you're going away for the weekend or yeah. Uh, you know I'm gonna go on a road trip with some friends or something but I think you know for me I think part of the difficulty comes when you're talking about hanging out with the family on a night time you know what counts as work and what, what doesn't um but yeah so do you want to spend time with them on your days off do you want to just completely you know leave the state and do something completely different it depends it depends what you want and how comfortable you are yeah and 
I personally love the fact that my host family have invited me to go away with them and stuff and you know they we apply we've planned loads of trips together and loads of things that me and my host mom want to do together and we're planning on taking my oldest host kid to New York to see a show together me my host mom and my oldest host girl which is so cute but also they're giving me the option of you know if I don't want to go with them that's absolutely fine Mm. I can do whatever I want but I do have that choice there all the time if I do want to go with them and I I love that but some people like you say don't want to go away with their host family they might feel awkward doing that or they Mm. might want to use that time as an excuse to do something else or go somewhere they they want to see which is absolutely fine as well if your host family are flexible with that yeah I think being flexible is a very important skill in being an au pair and actually when you if if you're like I mean if you're listening to this now and you're thinking I don't know what I want that's completely fine and one of the ways to help you figure that out is especially with cultural care they make you do um like a personality questionnaire and at the end of it you get your results and it tells you what kind of personality you are but it also sends this document to your host family and you as well to say in this type of situation this is how you should approach it with Tamar or in this type of situation Steph will probably respond like this and this will help her um so that can help you kind of think okay, so I need routine, I need flexibility, I need structure, I need um, to be spoken to in a sp- in specific way. It's all about kind of finding the balance. And to be honest, I think people are sometimes not very good at thinking, you know, what kind of person I am. The best people to ask are your, are your friends and, and your family. Like my best friend, I think she knows me better than I know myself. I think it's, 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 you'll be surprised at how much people know about you or, you know, you assume they know about you. Um, so I think if you're struggling, just ask. So like, I might, you know, go to my best friend, like, how do you think I would react to this situation? Do you think this family feels good for me? And I think it's good to uh, to keep talking to your friends and family about this process because they're, they're a part of it as well, because they're essentially going to be not replaced for a year, but they're going to be kind of not, not as close with you. Um, and so I think just talking through your options is a good way for them to get, to get a feel of it as well. Yeah, and also another thing you want to think of is what family is going to provide you. <laughs> so they are required to provide you with a bedroom to so somewhere to sleep, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, most of the time they do give you your own bathroom, but that's not a requirement. They sometimes make you share with the kids or they only have one bathroom, so you have to share the bathroom and you know things like use of the car and your spare time or a car at all some families don't have a car because if they live in the center of new york they might not need a car (laughs) yeah and so like for example i turned out a family in new york they were lovely there was a couple of other things but one of the things was they didn't have a car and for me just my preference i love driving i wanted to have a car available for me to drive whether that was just with the children or I could use it in my spare time as well I just love driving and that for me was a preference that I needed a family to be able to provide and that's fine you're allowed to have your preferences so yeah and stuff like opportunity to travel are your family going to be flexible and letting you travel and that's not obviously the most important thing but I would like to use some of my weekends to travel I would like to have a few times here and there I can go off and travel and my host family is so amazing and they're like if you need to finish early on a Friday to go on a longer weekend trip that's absolutely fine and yeah just asking them these sort of things that they provide you as sort of perks to the to the role is is good as well obviously not straight away (laughs) yeah I mean I think you need to kind of 
time your questions like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think we I did say in one of my blogs quite a while ago that um, your decision for choosing a host family shouldn't be based on their location or the incentives that you get. Because obviously the incentives are great, but it's not, it should never, ever, ever make the decision for you. I mean, Steph and I are very, very lucky that our host families are very flexible and we get quite quite a, a lot of perks, really. So like yeah, the car that I work, my host parents are in a very fortunate position where they were able to afford a third car just for the old pair that they mm-hmm. had who came last year yeah, and they kept it on for me and you know yeah. I emailed my host mum because it's a bit it's a I think it's awkward sometimes I think it's because we're British it's very yeah talking about money and things <laughs> like that so I was like um who pays for the gas how am I allowed to use it in my free time and she was like yes of course the only time I ever have to pay for fuel is if I'm going more than 50 miles away which I think is completely fair um, and yeah. then I was like, I came to the awkward thing of what happens if I have to buy something for the kids when I'm out? And they were like, well, we, we give you a credit card, um, obviously, if you need to buy something for them. Or if you want to get yourself a little kind of home comfort, that's fine. Obviously, don't go mad, but just let us know what you're spending so we know at the end of the mm-hmm. month when we come to pay the bill. And I think that kind of that that kind of trust and kind of flexibility is really, really great. Um, but I, I certainly would never turn a host family down just because, oh, they're not going to let me have the car on a weekend or oh they're they're not going to give me a credit card or they're not going to let me do this like I think you need to be realistic because essentially your job is not to go there for a year and just you know travel and have fun that's part of it but your main priority is looking after these children and like we we've both said on our Instagram if the reason you're going is to just travel and do this and do Mm -hmm. that and you think this is the easiest way to do it (laughs) you you probably should you know pair guys (laughs) yeah and I mean I obviously was looking for a host family with a car Mm -hmm. that wasn't because I wanted to drive here there and everywhere (laughs) it was just so I didn't go a year or two without driving yeah so I wanted that way yeah so I wanted that to be available whether that was only to use during work times or I could Mm. then use it in my spare time and I was really lucky to find a host family that has everything I kind of wanted but they're also absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. that's very lucky I think we are we are lucky. <laughs> um, and then, again, like another part of that is thinking about, obviously, you are in charge, not in charge, but you are kind of responsible for these children during the day. But you also have to think mm-hmm. about the host parents, because especially with COVID right now, a lot of host parents are having to work from home. So mine have only just started recently going back to the offices and stuff. Um, but they were at home for a very, very long time. So I think, obviously, some host parents, my first host family that I was supposed to be with, um, the dad had an office like I think 70 miles away and um, he would only go to the office once a week and all the other times he'd work at his home office and so part of that for me even though I did match with them I did sometimes think is it going to be a bit awkward with me in the house like am yes. I just disturb him it was very it was very strange and I didn't want mm-hmm. to feel like I was being watched the whole time yes I'm sure I wouldn't have been but it's I think it's just natural to to think about it yeah, my when I first started talking to my host family and matching with them, my host mum was actually a stay-at-home mum, so she didn't work. Um, she had left her job when she got pregnant with my first host child. Mm-hmm. Um, and my host dad obviously works, and he works in an office, but my host mum was at home all the time, and she wasn't actually working. And that was one thing that I was in my cons list of that host family, is that my host mum was going to be around all the time, and... I feel like the kids won't listen to me because the, my, the mum's there. 
and you know I thought I'm not gonna feel comfortable because I like you say I feel like I'm gonna be being watched all the time but I look past that in the end because I got on with her so well I thought okay I get on with her really well I don't think it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be absolutely fine and I discussed my worries with her being at home with her like I was Mm -hmm. I was very open and honest about it and we chatted about it and then I was like yeah okay it's not gonna be awkward but then about a month after I matched with them she actually decided to go back to work Mm-hmm. um so she's now got a, a got a job and she will be working sometimes from home sometimes in an office so you know sometimes things work out <laughs> yeah I mean again it's down to preference some of us might like having the feeling of that extra support in the house and yeah exactly not. um but I mean again it's totally depends on the family and I think a lot of it just comes from your gut instinct I think me and Steph are very big advocators of listen to your gut go with your gut because I think it, yeah. it pans out 98% of the time um, yeah definitely just have the confidence to do it um and then obviously speaking about confidence and things thinking about what size family because you might think on your profile oh I need to be open to everything absolutely yeah. not no you don't because otherwise no, you don't. you'll end up with either you know way too many connections or you'll end up matching with people because you think you have to and you won't get any any better options absolutely not because the right people will come along so obviously we know Steph you've got four horse kids and I've got three um which is great I think I I think my bare minimum was two but I ideally I wanted three um I don't think I'd be fully comfortable just having one because I kind of I'm from a family of you know I'm one of five kids and I know you're you're an only child but still I think we both want that kind of big family experience and we want to feel like we've got more than one person to just talk to during the day. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be ashamed of saying I'm not comfortable with four children because it's a lot of work. I mean, one child is a lot of work. So four children is a heck of a lot of work. (laughs) So it's absolutely fine to say, you know, no, actually I'm not comfortable with that. And also, for example, on your profile, it asks you if you're happy with children with special needs. And I definitely am. Mm-hmm. But I put no. I was just worried. It was my first time I pairing. It was my first time in a new country. And I wasn't. I have experienced with special needs, but not straight. Like, I've not been straight up in special mm-hmm. needs. I've been around special needs children, yeah. but not actually physically working with them one to one. So I didn't feel confident enough to put myself in that situation or put a family in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's fine and nobody held it against me that I said no oh, <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely fine so be honest with your preferences uh but also on the flip side of that you do need to have an open mind I've said this so many times I think it's one of the most important things if you're thinking about becoming an au pair because everybody is different every family is different and you're different to them and they're different to a lifestyle like their lifestyle is different to what you're maybe used to they may have a religion that maybe like, you know, my a family I spoke to was Jewish and I wasn't used to that, but I didn't close them off just because of that factor. I spoke to them and I got on with them so, so well, and they were a very close second for me. So have an open mind to all the differences um, to families, lifestyles, and also to just the change of going to a whole new country and being in a whole new world. Mm-hmm. I think that's important as well, having an open mind, because when when you kind of enter the matching pool you get a matching coordinator and they say you know have an open mind and do this and do that so I think part of that is um so like an example of that is like when I matched well didn't match when I connected with the family from Chicago I was like oh my god like Chicago like this is where I want to be I'd never thought about North Carolina like 
I'd not thought massively where I wanted to be. I think just naturally, I don't know if it was just a weird phenomenon, but I think it was like 80% of my connection requests were from people on the East Coast. I think I got literally like mm. one or two from kind of yeah. like LA. I got somebody from like the LA area. I got somebody from uh, yeah. uh, Seattle. And then most of the others were East Coast. And I think I just naturally fit the East Coast kind of idea a yeah. little better. Um, but yeah, I didn't really think I definitely want to live in this state because I think that would completely ruin the experience for me because there are so mm-hmm. many states I, you know, obviously I know what the states are, but there are so many that you don't think about and you're just like, yeah, exactly. the main ones. Um, so I, and then now that I'm going to North Carolina, I've started looking up things and my host parents like, we can do this yeah. and we can do that. And it's getting me more excited because I'm- It looks learning. amazing. It does look amazing from when we did our little coast to coast thing. It looks yeah. incredible. And there are so many fun things to do. I'm super excited and I'm just going to plug it again, but it was voted the third best city in the entire world <laughs> for quality of life. The third year in a row, guys. So I'm happy to live in Raleigh. Yeah, I mean, that's very important is, mm. we've said this so many times, don't choose a family because of location. <laughs> oh my God, please. We will say it every single time because it's annoying. Like, you don't choose a family because of location. You can travel to your mm-hmm. dream state if your host family is not in there. And um, I didn't particularly want to live in Cali, but I had a family from Cali and I accepted their request and I chatted to them and they were so amazingly lovely. Um, but by then I had kind of settled on the family I was with and, I, <laughs> and um, everything, so I didn't go for them, but they were lovely. But I, you know, Kelly was like on the bottom of my list in reality. Um, and I had loads of families from New York, like I think 95% of the families I connected with were from New York. And that's a lot, isn't there? I got a lot yeah, loads. And New York was my dream state. And I ended up in Maryland and like T said I had never heard of Maryland before apart from the cookies <laughs> I just think of hairspray like Baltimore <laughs> yeah yeah but I'm so excited to go and experience that state mm. and I'm actually really happy that I'm on the east coast and I'm really happy with where I'm going to be living so you know never choose a family because of the state <laughs> yeah otherwise you'll end up rematching and it'll be a whole mess 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 and also, if you make loads of friends, they're going to be in loads of different states. Yeah. So I've got a friend in Nebraska, and I'd never even thought of Nebraska, but I'm going to go visit her and see Nebraska, and I never would have thought about that before. <laughs> I know. I mean, take advantage of all the old pair friends you're going to make, because then you can just go and visit each other on road trips. Exactly. And then exactly. you'll get it in. So don't stress about location. <laughs> um, so that kind of moves us naturally onto the the profiles of the host families and what, what we were yeah. kind of, how you kind of make the decision so for me personally everyone will do it differently but um Mm -hmm. I think just being a teacher naturally I wanted to have as much information in front of me as possible so what I did is whenever I got a little ding hello we'd like to connect with you I first of all be like ah hello Uh, yeah I would click straight onto the their pictures and their letter they were the first thing I would do and I think I don't know if it's because of who I am as a person I think it's a mix of that and the fact that I'm like a trained English person English teacher um I can kind of get a feel and a vibe when I read something so there were some families after I read their profile I didn't kind of vibe with them and I wasn't really feeling it so I kind of I declined them but when I kind of go through my host family with their letter they were so warm and inviting and they seemed amazing so for me it was reading the profile um and then reading it again genuinely I read each profile about 
two or three times in the first two, yeah. instance and then writing down straight away just initial ideas and initial mm-hmm. feelings because I think those feelings are super important so like yeah. Steph was saying earlier like you know you, you wrote down the pros and cons of your family I did um, yeah I did that too and I think that's really important and I had I had things in front of me during the Skype interview and I don't think it's it's not like a secret you're allowed to have things next to you like notes and things um because no one knew you'll just forget it um but yeah I think writing down the pros and cons is extremely important and then going back to speaking to your friends and your family and talking through yeah your options and the kind of feel you're getting for them yeah I so I, I always got my mum to read the profiles as well mm-hmm. to get like a second opinion. And also when I wrote down the pros and cons, I would sit with my mum and I would go through the cons and then we would be like, how could we maybe get over this con or mm. talk to the family about this con and see if it's something that we can kind of squash a bit so there isn't so much of a, of a con. Yeah. And I would also, if a family had like loads more cons than they did pros, I'd be like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, sir. <laughs> Some of the fun it, things you just read and you're like, how are you even, yeah. how did you pass the application? Yeah, some some were very strict. I had a few military families come through and that's fine, but they're very strict mm. and they have very precise rules. And that just wasn't the vibe I wanted. I didn't feel like I would be able to have a bit of banter with them and have a mm. bit of fun with them. And I wanted that kind of pally relationship with my host parents do you know what I mean pally yeah pally <laughs> oh there's nothing like a bit of banter yes and I just think that writing pros and cons down just really helps you focus on what you're actually looking for and actually what you actually want and what you mm-hmm. you know maybe could think about in other families in the future mm. oh I wrote this down as a con in my last one and it wasn't something that we squashed I don't know like it really helped me figure out if that family was a good good one or not really mm. get to get get to kind of straighten your head doesn't it exactly yeah um yeah so once we so the kind of process that we would go through is like we'd read we'd read we'd write some pros and cons down we would kind mm-hmm. of write down our initial impression I used to always write like my initial impression I've still got the notes on my phone so at some point we may share them um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a think um but then straight away I think I think within they like to say within 24 hours, get back to the family. Yeah. I, would, I would email them straight away and say, hi, thanks. Would love to book in for a Skype interview. Let's yeah. get it, not get it over in a horrible way, but let's just get it done. Um, so I think being very prompt and being very responsive is only going to help yeah. you because if it takes you three days to answer, they're going to think they're not even bothered. Um, yeah. So setting, setting a good impression and setting a good tone and make sure, oh my gosh, make sure you message the right family. I know an old pair. Oh, side note, guys. I know an old pair who emailed this family back saying, like, hi, guys, I, you know, I can't wait to live in New Jersey and it's going to be really exciting. And, oh, um, you know, I'm fine with children in wheelchairs. And they literally wrote back being like, right, we live in Texas and we have oh, one no. and he's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. oh, my God. It was just so cringy so make sure you're contacting the right family first of all yeah you have to have some level of organization especially if you get a lot of requests through (laughs) it's i know you feel so popular don't you that everybody wants you you're like oh i i loved waking up and seeing oh you've got a new request i was like oh my god it's a little email you get you're like yeah the little thing that they send you saying hi we read your profile and we we love it we love to talk to you and that's nice i hated it when families sent me a generic 
message that they could just copy and paste. Yeah, yeah. Some people are busy, but I'm like, come on, guys, bit lazy. Um, this is an important decision. Put some time into it. Like, come on, like come on. I'm going to be in your house for like a year, looking after your yeah. bathroom. Make sure I'm not a, like a complete psychopath. You kind of <laughs> put some effort in, boys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, booking in the Skype as soon as possible. I think is a, is a good one. Yeah. And as we said earlier, you can only have three connections at a time. Mm. So that also includes if you've accepted connections from two people, you can then only have one more family request to connect with you. And if they're waiting to be accepted or denied, you can't have any more families coming through. Mm-hmm. And if you accept them, you can't have any more families coming through. So that means you're going to have to decline some families which I know is a scary thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm, but definitely. one thing I stress with this is you're not going to be the first au pair to decline them and you're not going to be the last au pair to decline them. Oh, gosh, no. Oh. So it's absolutely fine. And they've probably declined au pairs as well. So they know exactly mm. how it feels to decline people and they're not going to hold it against you. They're not going to be offended. They're not going to get angry. They're going to understand and they're just going to move on and keep searching. Yeah, they're not going to, like, come after you and be like, why did you not accept us? Like, oh, my God, still, guys. Um, Obviously, you need to be polite with it. Like, don't be like, um, you're really, really horrible. I don't like you. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't like you. No, and I think that's a good thing because it's a ve- it can be very awkward. I mean, it sounds bad, but once I declined one or two, I was fine. After yeah, you just get over it, don't you? Yeah, and cultural care are great because they provide you, like, with a little skeleton that you can just send do, to yeah. them. And then you select an option that tells just cultural care it doesn't tell the family but says why you decline so, yeah oh it wasn't the right fit it wasn't what i was looking for it yeah. was you know, all this and that for me they do that because yeah. they also suggest families so if you mm-hmm. say oh, i didn't choose this family because they had too many rules they're not going to keep sending you families with loads of strict rules like they're just trying to get gauge an idea of what you're looking for yeah um and for me personally I think this this was just a thing for me um when I declined a family so you you have to physically like decline them on the website but then mm-hmm. I would always send them an email afterwards yeah me too them, yeah like, a personal message because I just think it's polite because they've taken the time so I think I should take the time as well mm-hmm. and I've never had a bad response they've always been lovely like oh we hope you find it you know you'd be lovely for whoever gets you we'll keep searching and I think it's just it doesn't have to be a massive thing just very briefly this is the reason why or one of the reasons why i hope you find the perfect up hair good luck goodbye <laughs> yeah 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 and i had a family that's went to new york i've told this story before on um our instagram but i got on with them so well and the only reason i didn't go for them was because they needed they didn't need me until like October time and that was too late for me and also they didn't have a car because they lived in the center of New York which is not a big deal but I the main reason was because I didn't want to wait till October Mm. and they had a beautiful little girl and a baby boy and they were just so lovely they had the full-on New York accent it was a great time (laughs) and I just I got on with the host mum so so well um it was even to the point where I was so comfortable that I declined them on video chat (laughs) so we were chatting physically and I said you know I'm really sorry but I'm not gonna go with you for A, B and C I found this amazing host family blah blah and I'm actually still in contact with the host mum we got on so well we were like we just we made friends and you may be thinking well why the hell did you turn them down then that sounds so stupid (laughs) but like we said before everyone has their preferences and that was they're just mine and I didn't want to wait till October person even though I know yeah. we are in August and I'm still here anyway <laughs> I mean and that's, that's a good point actually you could get on with these people extremely well but you may yeah. be able to 
you know, work work with them essentially. It, you know, it that's fine yeah. if you're great friends, but if that yeah. relationship wouldn't kind of transfer into or parent horse parents and that's exactly. fine and yeah. you, you made a friend that's a positive yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> made... they've got they've got they found an au pair who's from germany i believe germany and um yeah she arrived just before corona so um they actually ended up taking her earlier and i was like uh <laughs> excuse me like, well thanks guys but it's because um my host the host dad's job circumstances changed like just after mm-hmm. me so there was they then needed someone quicker but anyway <laughs> yeah that so anyway you do you can decline people that you get on with really well there just might be things that you that aren't quite right and you kind of want everything in your list of things you're looking for to be right mm-hmm. if you know what I mean yeah I'm all about vibes. I'm all about all about feelings. vibes. Yeah, about my gut. I'm a girl who likes her gut. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So when you email the host family, their email will come up on their profile, and you can send them an email. Like sometimes they'll write because they write a little message to you, don't they? Like a little personal message, like "Hey, we loved your profile." And sometimes they will just whack their phone number in there, be like, "What's that, me?" But um, <laughs> what's that, me, hon? What's that, me? <laughs> but most of the time, you send them an email and you're like, "Hey, I'd love to Skype with you. Uh, what date works for you?" That you know, then you exchange dates and you set up a little question time. Now, before you have this call, mm. write down some questions you want to ask the families. Oh my god! <laughs> because you, your mind will go blank as soon as that camera shows your face. <laughs> yeah, it's like deer in headlights. Like, oh my god, they're yeah. real. Yeah, and it's not a it is nerve wracking, but as soon as you start chatting with the families, it's absolutely fine. And I've said this to a girl that I've been chatting to, um, who's really nervous. She's just about to go into matching. She's really nervous about it, being awkward because she's an awkward person. And um, I said, ninety nine percent of the times, the Americans are gonna talk your ear off, and you're not even gonna get a word in our edgeways because they they're just so chatty, which is great. So that takes away from the nerves because they're chatting away, they have loads to say to you, loads to ask you, and then you have, you answer the question, and then they're, they're off chatting again, so oh, no, <laughs> it's yeah. like, they're just so confident, which then makes you feel confident as well. Mm. And then, you know, it is, I mean, we're not going to sit here and lie and say it's, you know, really exciting, because it's like one of the most nerve-wracking it's, stuff. Yeah, it's terrifying. You are showing yeah. your face on camera to people like thousands of miles away. And, you know, it's yeah. potentially going to be people you're going to be living with for a year. So, heck, yeah, it's really, it's nerve wracking. But for me, personally, it absolutely flooded away as soon as I spoke to my host mum. Yeah. Um, it was really, really, it was adorable, though, because I think you get it in your head that it's going to be really structured, really formal. And literally, mm-hmm. my host mum, she she called me. It was a video call. And she it was the first time we'd, we'd done it. And she was walking from the hospital to her car. She was like, I'm really sorry I'm late. I've just, like, done a surgery. She's a surgeon. And I was like, oh, my God, Julia, it's fine. So we sat in her car for a bit. And then she said, would you mind if I turn the video off and just put you on speaker so I can drive home? And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, of course. Um, But it was completely fine. We just chatted and we chilled. And I I asked her about their current au pair, who's now not with them anymore. Um, And, yeah, we just started firing questions back and forth. And then my second time I spoke to them I spoke to the dad the mum the kids kind of did a family thing mm-hmm. and then literally 10 minutes after we finished the call the horseman was like we're not even gonna wait we're just gonna ask do you want uh-huh. so I was like oh my god yes and then yeah. I had to cry because I had to decline my Chicago family uh-huh. but it, it came it came about very quickly but again I feel like I'm repeating myself the gut said do it 
yes. do it. And my, and my best friend told me, do it, otherwise I'll kick you. Um, <laughs> so she was amazing, my best friend, just getting me through it. Um, but yeah, I think oh, it's exciting. It's nerve-wracking. It's like your belly will do massive amounts of like jumps and twirls and things. Yeah. I think it's natural and I think yeah. get on with it because you're going to have to do it either way. Yeah, definitely. But having questions written down and prepared and ready to go makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And it means you don't forget anything because I'm one of those people that will end a call and I'm like, oh, I should have asked that. And then I'm ending up emailing like, oh, I forgot these questions. <laughs> yeah, I was the so- same. And I think some people don't feel comfortable asking certain questions yeah i'll just email them and to be honest your host parents if they're the right host parents should be completely fine with you emailing emailing after saying oh can you answer this oh because i was emailing i emailed julia a few times going oh i've got this question oh i've just thought yeah. of the question oh i'm really sorry yeah, but i thought of another one and she was like it's literally fine we will answer anything you want yeah. I, I still did- do it now I'm like, yeah. oh, I forgot to ask this when we were actually back in, in matching. Uh, that'll be me. I'll be like, do I have to bring this with me? Do you yeah. already have this? Like, I don't know what I'm going to end up asking. I'll still have lots of questions. And I think... Yeah, I, I still ask questions now. And, you know, we've been... be, yeah, I'd rather be overprepared than walk into it absolutely blind. Definitely. And I just say, like, no question is a wrong question. Mm-hmm. You can ask anything you want. At the end of the day, this is a big decision. You're going to be living in their house for a year or two. So you need to know everything and you need to ask what's going to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And obviously, the most important thing during matching and during your calls is to be yourself. Oh, my gosh. Be if you fake yourself. it, they're, they're going to know if you're faking it. Can you imagine that if and you, you faked it and then you got there and you were literally not the person they thought you yeah. were? Like, well, this is awkward. Like, you can't keep up the act for a year, so it's just fun. be yourself. And the perfect family for you is going to love you for you. Oh. You don't need to pretend to be someone you're not. You it's like blind dates, isn't it? I feel like it's like Tinder, but for us, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just swipe right, hun. Swipe right or swipe left. I love that um that, that that also leads us on to a topic which we've kind of talked about before and mm-hmm. something that I think au pairs don't always think about it kind of gets swept yeah. up a little bit is discipline because yeah you I don't know why people don't talk about it very much I know it's such a huge part of being it's an massive au pair. kids because it brothers. can not only is it something that can is important to help the children but also it can cause massive Mm. disagreements between yourself and host parents because everybody <clears throat> pardon me have their own ideas of what's right in terms of discipline mm-hmm. and you will if you've already done your au pair courses on the on the cultural care website you would have seen the different types of parenting styles but in america i think the types of parenting styles are very what that that's what they go by kind of in childcare. a lot of the times like everyone is judged by how they parent their children yeah they're very positive as well they're really positive reinforcement yeah but their forms of discipline might be completely different to your forms of discipline or how your parents disciplined you when you were younger because of Mm -hmm. you know every country has different discipline styles and it's so important to ask about it because if you go over there and they're not very strict and you're you were raised in a very strict household and you go over there and you start timing out their children they are not going to be happy about it. (laughs) Don't put my kid on the naughty step. Yeah, exactly. So the different types of parenting styles are authoritative parenting, which is um, normally the most um, 
well known form of parenting so they Mm. have they have rules in place and they're like right you need to do this this and this also they're very flexible with it and they will help their children solve problems and get out of little sticks Mm. that they get themselves into they work together with their children and they will support their behavior and everything but they do have those clear exceptions yeah um and then there's authoritarian parenting which is just very very strict they have strict rules for their child they see they tend to be seen as quite controlling the child isn't given as many choices most of the Mm. time and it can lower a child's self-esteem so it's quite a strict form of parenting it's kind of this is what you need to do if you don't do it you're gonna get in trouble (laughs) basically um so there was a there was a example of a child getting told off and he said oh why not and then the mum responded because I'm mum that's why so it's sort of like a position of power yeah like I'm in charge you do what yeah exactly yeah exactly and then there's permissive parenting which is basically the child and parent are more friends the child kind of gets Mm -hmm. away with a lot of stuff there isn't very many rules in place or if there is they're quite inconsistent they don't really keep up with these rules one night it'll be like right you have to be in bed by 8 p.m and two nights down the line it will be 10 p.m and they still won't be in bed so it's you know their rules are very rarely acted upon and it can cause children to have a lot less self-discipline so mm-hmm. yeah so those are the three main areas of uh, styles of parenting and we must say that none of those styles of parenting are wrong they're all absolutely fine however a parent wants to parent their child is up to them they are the parent at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, but you need to follow their rules and their discipline rules their their parenting styles you need to go along with it even if you don't agree with it yeah I think that's what summer pairs would find very very difficult especially um you know depending on what country you're from I mean I'm I'm very lucky that my horse parents and I we kind of have the same approach to discipline um we Mm -hmm. try to be like as positive as possible and you know instead of you know we don't raise voices and things like that I mean you know one of the questions I actually got in my interview was what would you do if like the baby was crying and you tried everything that should work like feeding changing birthing if none of that worked what would you do and you were getting very stressed what would you do so I was like I'd put the baby down somewhere where that he he or she was safe like in their crib or whatever I'd leave the room I'd call myself off for a minute and then I'd come back and if I was really struggling and nothing was working I'd call my host parents and they were like that is exactly what, what we want to hear because at the end yeah. of the day that where I don't think some old pairs appreciate that think about it from your host parents side they are essentially giving you you know kind of not power but responsibility over their actual children without being supervised for like a year and in in the nicest way you are essentially a stranger for the first time kind of coming Mm -hmm. into their home until you get to know them can you imagine like I I feel weird when people like I don't know like try and do things with my dog and I'm like yeah like when they try to like stroke her like I'm like oh that's nice but if you try and like make her do something I'm like uh honey no get away from her um (laughs) but I think it's really important for parents to know that you will support them either way and kids yeah I believe that kids obviously need you know discipline to a degree and I do think that kids need kids thrive on structure and routine as much as they might kick off about it they actually do want it as much as to say they wouldn't so I think it's very important that discipline is something that is you know mutually agreed upon and followed through because the worst thing you can do is go against the parents because you don't want to cause a conflict and you don't want to confuse the children as to who's actually in charge and what's happening and you're not there to be their friend really you're there to kind of support them and be kind of a parent figure um in a way you you're a figure of responsibility for them and you're there to look after them 
And if you feel yourself getting really stressed out by a situation or you feel like you're going to blow your top and get really angry, just take a couple of seconds away and then come back to the situation. You don't want to deal with a screaming toddler when you're extremely stressed out and feel like you could just explode any second. Mm -hmm. And then you need to talk to your host family about it. And that's really important is having communication and talking about those sort of difficulties because it's really important that you don't put yourself under immense stress because mm-hmm. that's not going to help anybody yeah um my, yeah. my host family literally do discipline exactly the same way as i i've always done discipline and that's the one two three method mm-hmm. they have a book about it which they're going to share with me when i get there but i've always done the one two three method and if you don't know what that is it's basically kind of like three strikes and you're out kind of thing mm-hmm. so you give them one warning give them two second warning and then third warning they do have to have a timeout, and that's fine like I've always done parenting that way because you know you're giving them chances you're talking to them calmly get down to their level and say look this is not right you need to stop this or you need to do this this or what and you try and distract them but if they carry on then they obviously get their consequence for it um yeah I agree with that I think I think the main thing with discipline is that some of pairs are afraid to discipline the children because they're going to think, oh, they're not going to like me. They're not going to be yeah. friends, things like that. And I'm like, no, right. You're there to, you are there to do a job. The children will like you and they may, you know, most kids will resist at first when any kind yeah. of legal authority comes into it. I mean, obviously like being a teacher in the classroom, kids will act out if they yeah. don't have the structure that they're used to. And I think, as much as you are a part of the family, I think it's really difficult because you want the kids to like you and they will like you eventually. Um, some will take longer than others, but essentially if you're not doing your job the way that you are being paid to do it, then there's going to be an issue. And I think the great thing about cultural care is that you've got your LCC there. Mm-hmm. So if you're having issues with discipline and you, you don't feel comfortable talking to your host parents just by yourself. They're a great support network. There are other repairs. There are things online. There are books. There are so many different options yeah. to support for discipline. I think this is something that freaks all pairs out and I just think that it's nothing to be concerned about as long as you know where where you're at where you stand and what you have to do there should be yeah fun. exactly yeah and if you don't know just ask yeah and children don't hold it against you if you tell them off I mean oh my my little my little kid I look after I've looked after him for um for ages now and he's my best little buddy I've posted a picture with him on our Instagram and um you know I've told him off loads of times and it's even got to the point now where I just have to give him a look and he knows that he needs to stop what he's doing yeah (laughs) and but he still loves me and we're still best best buddy buddies um so they don't hold it against you but you know if you if you do discipline right it's fine I mean I don't even have to tell him off anymore like I said I just give him a look and he stops (laughs) yeah (laughs) because he knows that he knows that um that that means you know I'm not happy um so yeah it's a touchy area but it's definitely something that you need to talk about with your host families before you go to the states or go to whatever country you're going to because mm. like I said it can cause massive issues yeah it if you get don't enough, really if you're not clear with it no a hundred percent doesn't yeah I think you miss it I missed it my first year when I when I first talked to families I completely didn't even think to ask about discipline mm-hmm. and then I obviously did my reading and I started I suddenly thought oh my gosh um what if I don't like how I have to do my job like it's yeah. hard so <clears throat> excuse me um yeah I think it's it's an important thing but it's it's part of the whole horse family process and 
exactly. yeah, matching with them and things like that. And when you eventually do make that match, it's going to be so special. Like, I'm That's so amazing. excited to go and see mine. I can't wait. I'm, to I'm so excited. We had, like, because obviously, if you don't know, I've been given the good news that I'm going to Serbia. So I'll be with my host family by the end of August. Yeah. And we had a massive, like, party about it on FaceTime. It was so happy. And it's, oh, it's just amazing. And I've been obviously chatting with them since January. So it's been a long time. <laughs> so we've built yeah. such an amazing relationship and it's just we've said this before you can't explain it to people that haven't experienced it mm-hmm. gone through it so yeah so anyway in roundup in conclusion <laughs> have an open mind have some questions prepared make them child orientated at the beginning obviously don't go straight in asking about cars and travel <laughs> know what you want have an idea yeah have an idea of what you want and be yourself yeah and enjoy the process yeah have fun i i wish i could i kind of want to go back into matching just so i could do it all over again but i also don't yeah i also (laughs) don't but i just want to carry on reading family's profiles to be honest with you i love it i think i'm just so interesting yeah i know it's so interesting and seeing mm. all the like different lifestyles and like you're like oh my god that's so typical American that's like so typical <laughs> so that, like, do you know what I mean? They look so um, I I looked at yeah. mine and I thought you guys look like the typical American family. <laughs> Literally, you, yeah. Oh, you're bloody lovely. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us on episode two, finding your yeah. perfect horse family. Um, we will be uploading this at some point. Um, it, but as always. Wednesdays at 4pm. Wednesdays at 4pm, BST, British summertime, UK time, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, we've got lots of stuff planned. We're trying to get a few more recorded before Steph actually flies and leaves me mm. forever because she's a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> um, but thank you so much she's for joining right. us. We really yeah. appreciate all the support we're getting as well. It's been, it's been oh, amazing. It's, amazing. it's been amazing. It's, yeah, we're really enjoying it. We love making the podcast and doing our Instagram page. We say this so many times, but we just love it we love all of you guys and we appreciate you so much (laughs) thank you for joining us guys see you later bye and that's the tea thank you for listening subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair be sure to follow us over on instagram at au pair tea we'll speak to you next week Bye. bye